Great. Jay Jackson, could it be the one, the only world famous parody man? I'm not the... I'm not the, <laughs> the most beloved. There we go. Can we go most beloved, at least to us? That's fair, right? That's very sweet. It's well, sweet. it's true. It's true. Folks, you're tuned into Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio and world-famous top 10% on Spotify last year. I don't know if you knew that, Jay Jackson. Anyways, yes, regarded as one of the top podcasts of 2022. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and a little bit of a crazy intro right here on Ignite Radio Live. So the tune you guys have heard is from this eminently gifted young man. We're in a parody band, and uh, we've had a program in the past that where John, Jay Jackson traces his story, phenomenal conversion, phenomenal coming to Christ in faith, and beginning this amazing band with an incredible gift, voice, writing lyrics of taking very popular songs and infusing biblical values. And so we've been blessed to know Jay Jackson for what now, 25 years? Something like that. Yeah, it's about... It's- it is 25 years this year, yeah. Wow. Why do you still talk to us? You're famous. <laughs> it's Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, the, I love you The too. truth comes out. Well, folks, we are going to put in our show notes a link, and I do encourage you to listen to that great interviewer. Jay shares his amazing upbringing. He's a Catholic. He just has to come back to that place where he recognizes, I'm not going to throw that at your brother. We are that, <laughs> we are that close. Here's a guy, though, who loves the heart of Christ, Amen. who is a tremendous evangelist. Um, and I think you'll hear in his story, we talk a little bit about this and desire, right, that I'll just know Jesus and live for him fully. And uh, another conversation another time, but we do see, I think, an awakening in this culture around us and uh, a need to become that John 17 body of Christ, giving glory to God. And Steph, you're cute. You had your hand in the air. The audience didn't see that, but go ahead, throw it. <laughs> the audience wasn't meant to see that. That was our secret little language there. No, I'm just... I'm I'm sitting here um, just smiling, thinking of the first time that we met back in Erie, Pennsylvania, and Greg had just had surgery on his leg, and you were coming in to do a concert. We were on the uh, front lawn, if you will, the vast land of St. Mark's Catholic Center in Erie, overlooking the lake, if you will, and Greg hobbling around, breaking every rule both from his doctor's advice and his wife's dictates. Mm. Mm. Surprise world. No. Strong dictates. Um, but just remembering that first concert and the uh, the joy and sincerity and just your love of Christ that you brought. And, you know, Greg said 25 years. I feel like that's only uh, grown more brightly, which is a beautiful testimony to you. So we thank you for that. And thanks for being with us again. So, folks, we're going to have an amazing episode tonight, um, and I want to set it up this way. John the Baptist came into this world to prepare the way for Christ, and Baptist is a good word, right? Because the the secular, sacred, material world God created, and he's called us to baptize it. So, there's a parallel to our guest here tonight, Jay Jackson, John the Baptist Jackson, like who has this tremendous gift of a love for God's uh, you know, ingeniousness of amazing artists throughout the day decades for sure, and uh, transforming them into really awesome lyrics. So tonight, 
I want to pose a question. What might Tom Petty sound like, you know, had he written Running Down a Dream, for instance, from a Christian heart or Bob Seger? Kathmandu or ELO, can't get it out of my head. Just a few of the songs we're going to hear tonight, and we're going to hear some of the stories behind them. So we're going to dive right into this, Jay Jackson. You ready to go? Yes, sir. Awesome, man. So up to bat, I did ask you the question when we talked about this. You know, God is speaking to the world all the time, and obviously the Word of God. We need to be more attuned to His heart in the Word of God, and your heart is attuned to that. But through even secular music, and uh, you're trying to make that message known from the heavenlies through our human re- humanly realities. So I said, you know, what is God kind of saying to the world? Can you pick some songs that maybe capture the heart? of this day, this age, 2023, of what he might be saying. And these are songs that you suggested. So let's start with number one, Running Down the Drain. Tell us about this song. Sure, now that wasn't, that was just kind of, they get their toes wet with a easily accessible song, that uh, an easy, easily accessible story. It's Noah, after he's getting off the ark and just uh, looking at the things and what's, you know, what, it's so good to be delivered from all this. I, it is, <laughs> this. This particular song isn't a commentary on society when I say running down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Although it could be. Well, you know, there, there may <laughs> be a... Beg to differ. We'll get to those commentaries later <laughs> in, the, in the thing. But yeah, this is just Noah. And if you hear, there's a little hint of something at the end because he'll say, I'm going to... He, he's talking about how great things are and how wonderful things are. And at the end, he says, I might settle down and, and you know, make some wine. And it's like... If you know the story from Genesis, that does not end well. So, and I'm not saying, I'm not anti-wine, but I'm just saying in Noah's particular case, there, uh, there's, a, there's always trouble around the corner, too. So, But anyway, that's what this song's about. So you faced a lot of adversity in your life, as we all do, marriage, family, world, and you have a beautiful family, and it's evident that you've created a culture of encounter. Your children are beautifully giving witness to that. And recently, you also um, definitely saw the need in the last two years to enter into the, the realm of talking about challenging matters and COVID and vaccines and all of that. And, and we don't want to politicize that. We're not about that here tonight, folks. But I, I do think um, we are left with the vaccine question, what is true, right? And and how do we uh, understand those sources of truth? And the ultimate truth, of course, is biblical truth. And so in a lot of ways, Jay, we're, would you not recognize, do we not recognize we're in the wake of a lot of uh, tumult, a lot of clouds? And I just want to ask you the question, how have you, maybe in life, as this song kind of sets it up like Noah, you know, how have you been blessed, if you will, to recognize God's promises amidst the storms? Sure. And I just want to clarify for those people who weren't who weren't quite getting it. He said vexing question, not vaccine question. <laughs> very similar. And since he had just been talking about that. I want to make sure. Yes, we good clarification. Left question. We were left with a, vexing. a vexing question because Greg uses dollar words like tumult and... Uh, <laughs> Way too big. Which are great. I love it. I just was working on a song where I used the word besmirched and I was very happy. Ooh, nice. Wow, that's a fun word. All, all four of those words, and I always get happy when I get to use the word I haven't used before. But yes, it, 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 this is a these are crazy times we're living in, and uh, and uh, we're just trying to do our best. Keep your I can get so frustrated, and one of the things I just I, one of my prayers I've prayed so many times mm. in the last few years is Lord, open eyes, open hearts, open minds, open ears, and open mouths, mm. and. Uh, and another one of my prayers is it's for me, I, I've prayed this so many times, is 
don't let me say or do anything I'm not supposed to, mm. and don't let me miss saying or do anything I am supposed to. And that's kind of like my, uh, it's not my mantra because I'm not Hindu, but it's, it's <laughs> a credo or whatever, you know, it's like, it's such wisdom. To, and and it's, it's not rote, it's not vain repetition, it really is a, a prayer that's on my heart. So much truth there, right? And it kind of just simplifies the whole thing. Folks who are tuning in Night Radio Live, we're interviewing the world-famous, beloved parody man. The song, Running Down the Drain, a parody of Tom Petty's song, Running Down a Dream. It was a beautiful day. The sun came out. Could put a rainbow up. Life was thriving. absolutely love that song. I think you were uh, playing every instrument uh, accompanying that song. Well, that'd be impressive if he was, but... What no, sh- you. Oh, me. Right, yeah, I was definitely... Here. I was doing the air drums, <laughs> air guitar, the whole thing. Hey, I just got to ask you... glockenspiel at the end. There's a glockenspiel. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So, just I got to ask a question. How do you know when you've nailed it? I think you besmirched like, him, Greg. Just like, you know, Paul, Paul talks about the body of Christ and how we all work together. One of the nice things is during the listening, pro- the editing process, when we're listening to this, kind of rely on each other, mm. and each person tends his own business as far as like, when, when you see the edits go out and there's CC for everybody, you'll see the guys generally focus on the things that they did wrong. Can you, up, you know, Jimmy's doing it, can you do this with, this needs to come up two decibels or whatever. Mm. But if somebody else is saying it, I think that needs to be changed, like somebody and I encourage people to do this, believe it or not. I say, look, if you hear anything I sing wrong, your notes, if my vocals need to be down, you know, turn them down. Um, every once in a while, we'll do one on there. 
that sounds like I wanted to hear. But it almost never sounds in my in my head when I write the lyrics. It sounds like the original artist singing it in the prime of his or her life. Mm. You know, twenty five years old right. singing it when they can't replicate it either. Right. But still, um, we we keep trying, and it's it's gotten better over the years. I think so, and we keep on the. Uh, Keep on trucking. There's I, a there's I, a less go ahead stuff. I was just going to say that whole communal aspect. What a what a witness to the body of Christ, right? Helping each other, hearing things that someone else may not hear, suggesting things for the good of you know all involved. Yeah. Just it's a that's a nice little uh, microcosm, if you will, of church leadership lessons. There, yes, for church, for family. Each of us have a role and a place. Gifts that we have, gifts that we don't have, and I think what you've just punctuated, Jay, is the uh, the what it takes for us to be honest and and just know our gifts and to talk about it and uh, really to receive one another, maybe with graciousness, with uh, magnanimity, and all that. Let's go to the next song. One of my favorites, a cover, if you will, uh, Catman Do, Bob Seger. Tell us about this song, God Can Do. Sure. Well, I always liked the original. Uh, used to, uh, lo- in the last secular band I was ever in, I lobbied for them to do it. We never got around to doing it. But uh, <laughs> Seeger always sounds like he's just about to go off the rails. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and uh, that's right up my alley. But, you know, it is that way today. There's a lot of things in that song, in this song you're going to hear, because there's lots of words. It's a long song. But the point is, is, you know, I want to show people what God can do. You know, I want to mm. see, see what he's done in my life. I want to, you know, I want to I show people that. I'm tired of, you, you'll hear even the one party says, I'm tired of, of seeing what uh, the way they portray us on the news. I, I'm tired of that. I'm tired mm. of this. But you want to do it in a positive way, like First Peter 3.15, you know, always be ready to give an answer mm-hmm. you know, for the reason for the hope you have within you, but do this with gentleness and respect, mm. and that's uh, that's the tricky part. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a this is a fun song, and it's basically talking again and again that he he does this, he does these majestic things, he does these incredible things. You look at the cosmos, you look at you know the, this this earth and the oceans and the mountains, and then you can look at these little tiny things when I can share stuff from my life and say, look what God can do, and and anything He can do for me, He can do for you. He's no respecter of persons. That's, a, that's amazing. And before we go any further, folks, apologetics.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. And I asked Jay uh, last week in a conversation, how do you survive? Like, you know, it's no longer the media age. We have this portable media that is being sold. It's all digital online, people accessing it. They can share it, all of that sort of thing. And I just want to share with our audience what amazing heart. Uh, love you all the more. Just to say, you know, we use our gifts and we trust in God to fill in the places. And that is all of you folks to just be mindful of supporting somebody like Jay Jackson and his band who are using their gifts to glorify God, I think in such an impactful way. Mm-hmm. So do go to apologetics.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. And I think there you can find, you can access most, if not all the music. And Jay, come on, I don't see a donation button there. How, how do they contribute to you? There's somebody right now who wants to write a $10,000 check to you, where do they go? Yeah, if they go to, well, if they do, they go to apologetics.com. They're actually, if they go to the, the store link, there is a, there is a donate button, I think. I gotta look and see. We have, uh, oh, it's, it's somewhere. You gotta there. search yeah. for this. Like, I need a, you know, Hubble telescope well, to find this on your site. Our singles, our singles are, are donates. Yeah, it's, 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 it's there. We get plenty of donations. Trust me. Well, it's God takes care of us. 
Well, that's beautiful. And I love that. Folks, you're tuning in Night Radio Live. Blessed to be interviewing world-famous, beloved parody man. The song is God Can Do, a parody of Bob Seger's Catman Do. my so much fun you exhausted from our dance over here oh my gosh that that is just so much fun and i have to say <clears throat> big bob seeger fan can i say i liked his better jay jackson oh, better. i was gonna say bob <clears throat> seegers i was like that was well, kind of insulting <clears throat> to our guest <laughs> no that was really awesome so let me ask you after you Love hear these the songs lyrics. to hear it again jay is it like oh gosh five thousandth time you've been through the production process multiple edits do you kind of get sick of hearing yourself? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> it's like you look in the mirror and people might see a beautiful person and you focus mm. on a little tiny, you know, a wrinkle or a, a pimple or whatever. That's the way it is. But it's, people always say, what's your favorite song? And you just say, whatever song I'm about to work on. Mm. Actually, you know what my favorite song is, Greg? Is, and Stephanie, my favorite song is whatever the song after the one I'm currently working on is because the one I'm working on lyrically is usually like, oh, I got to get this. Right, right. And it's always the next one looks like that's going to be fun. I wish I were doing that one. Mm. And uh, so, and I heard the Eagles once they, they asked Don Henley uh, live. He said, what's your, what's your favorite, what's your favorite song on the show? He says, the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's not that way for me. I, I'm very excited. Uh, we have so many songs to work on this. I mean, we put out a new song, basically two new songs every two weeks. So basically it's a wow. song a week. And um, that's awesome. we have not run out. We have over 800 parodies and we in 60, uh, almost we're working on 70 CDs um, and we're not running out of ideas, not running out of things I want to talk about. Still very, very excited about all these, uh, all this stuff. So uh, evident yeah, of the, the spirit at work and alive in you. Folks, with Jay Jackson of the world-famous parody band, the world-famous parody, beloved parody man, to all of us, check it out at Apologetics, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com. Click on the store tab and spend the next three hours searching for that the donate button. No, Jay, it's I want you there. to know that as soon as he hit the store button, I saw the donate button right away. So he's just giving you that brotherly hard time. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I just want to help oh, him. Oh, good, because I didn't know where it was, so thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so you I can donate right to yourself? Away. Yeah. Great. Well, you know, I'm kind of thinking ELO is one of my favorite bands. I still remember the double album, uh, Out of the Blue. Oh, yeah. And my brothers and I, five brothers and I, it was one of those back in the days, this current generation misses this, listening to entire albums beginning to end, not just the conceptual ones, right? The Wall and uh, Tommy or whatever, but um, ELO, this was a phenomenal beginning to end. I don't think there's a bad song on the entire album, but tell us about this song from ELO, Can't Get It Out of My Head, Can't Let the Crowd In My Head. Sure. Listeners don't get confused. This song was not on that particular album, but that album had a big impact on me too. It was a Point. double album. It was that great spaceship on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember the first time I ever saw cutout albums, you know, they were the discount. It was out of the blue and I'm there. How is this double album only four ninety nine? What in the, what, what's wrong with it? This has to be illegal. What's going on? <laughs> so, so that album was incredible. It's one you look at in the store and say, I wish I had twelve ninety nine so I could buy it. Mm. So, uh, and we did eventually do Mr. Blue Sky from that album. But this one is Yellow's first top 10 hit. You know, uh, can't, uh, can't get it out of my head. I think it was on El Dorado. But um, uh, I just had a feeling we should, we should do this song. Didn't know what it was going to be about. Uh, Rich, our keyboardist, loves Yellow. Wanted to do another Yellow. We've done a, a couple in the past. And, uh, and I always loved this song. And I just had this feeling we should do it. And I'm like, well, what's this going to be about? And then I thought about it. He's talking about walking on the water i'm there well we've already done a few songs about that and uh <laughs> i needed the hook line i got that hook line can't let the crowd in my head and i thought man that's the way it is today mm. you need to sing along that way today but but i got to the third verse rather than first and second sometimes just little pieces come to you and i thought this is peter this is this is peter and 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 the way this song maps out is the first verse is peter uh in acts chapter 12 when he's thrown in prison after uh James, the brother of John, is run through with the sword. Herod's going to kill Peter. Peter, uh, an angel sets him free and stuff. And then we work our way into the later verses where Peter is actually not going to make it out of jail alive. Mm. He's going to uh, he's going to be martyred. He's going to be crucified upside down, according to what we understand from church history. And uh, just thought it was just still the same way. You can't let the crowd in your head. And um, and I just, uh, it just all came together. It's like, Lord, this is exactly what I wanted it to say. And, mm. and uh, I'm very happy that it turned out. So it wouldn't be a program interviewing, interviewed by Greg Schleer if I didn't ask you a hardball question. So I'm going to. Um, what ways do you see Christians challenged by, if you will, the crowd and compromising? And how essential is it for us right now to be attuned to what God is revealing and to respond uh, aside from the pressures that we're facing? Well, one thing I'm sure you near and dear to your heart is, I mean, look at, look at, look at what happened with Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, this is, this is a, the crazy, I've talked with a few of my friends about this, is, you know, we're, we're outraged, and rightly outraged, whatever the word you want to use, over all the corruption we see in politics, all the, the, Double dealing, all the, the and 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 the media and the way that they cater to one side of the, all this mm-hmm. stuff and, and all this all this unscrupulous activity and yet in the midst of all this this thing that we've been praying about for forty years mm-hmm. happens like it just Amen. God like snuck it past. I mean, it didn't get. I, I understand it got attention, but the thing is, is for years they've been calling us, you know, as Christians. Um, 
you know, you're one issue voters, you know what I mean? It's like, well, it's a really important issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 and pro life has always been an underlying cause in my vote. And, uh, mm-hmm. because of the, not just because of that, it's not like, all right, well, all the people, the, the people who espouse pro life causes, um, you know, they also like pornography and they like, you know, murder. Right, right. No, they don't. It's, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, look, if you, if, if, if you feel it's, it's an important issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it can't, in the midst of all the terrible things we've seen happen in the last couple of years, this incredible thing has happened. Now I realize states can still do what they want. Okay. But, but, Babies' lives have been saved Amen. in the midst of all this. Okay, this has this is something we prayed about for years, and it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 that is that is such a crucial thing. And the thing, a thing that bummed me out, guys, is you know I went to my you know, I went to twelve years of Catholic school, and I went to my forty uh, year high school reunion mm. this past year. Um, forty. And um, <laughs> don't know if I want to hear this, but keep going. You know, I went afterwards, and 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 um, that was fine. And then this this ruling came down shortly shortly afterwards, um, because we had our thing in 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 the early summer rather than around Thanksgiving. And I saw posts from a lot of people in from my class, le- girls. I mean, like, mm-hmm. who were just down, you know, down on this thing and saying. And, and I'm thinking, how did you? You know, this was drilled into our heads when we went to high school. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I got to tell you something. When I was when I was in high school, one year they said, "Okay, you got to take a, a controversial topic. We we need somebody to be pro, somebody to be con." Mm-hmm. Okay, and, I, and I'm going to tell you guys this. I took the pro choice argument. I I was pro life. Okay, but somebody had to be one, somebody had to be the other. And I thought, well, I'll just go with the you know, I'll I'll do the con just because somebody has to. And at least I can, you know, I could say, well, what about cases of incest and rape or, mm-hmm. or this or that? And, and I went and I regretted it immediately because the guy I went against, and this guy was not some Rhodes Scholar. This guy was not in the advanced classes, but he was passionate and he brought in photos. Mm-hmm. He brought in photos. I remember one that said human garbage and he had photos of these abortions and I was destroyed in the argument just by mm. people seeing this okay mm-hmm. and and i remember I'm, I'm trying to tell people look i don't feel this way somebody had to take this but it left an impression on me okay mm-hmm. and, and 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 for me to think that all these kids that back then were in the class saying how can you do this and they've been blinded uh <laughs> you know they, they over the years they've been their attitudes have been changed and, and one of the girls posted on on facebook and she she was a she was saying here's why I'm pro-choice and she said my mother didn't want to have me mm. and 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 she doesn't have a great relationship with her mother and she's there and 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 I'm thinking but can't you see that you wouldn't be alive right, right. If, you know like like how can you be so blind to this wouldn't you rather be you know, you know in the, I think in Ecclesiastes is what it says better a live dog than a dead lion right mm. I mean mm. and, right. And, and and it's just and, and it, 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 it grieves me that in the church you, you, you see that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and in the church that I grew up in, you see people who just don't stand up for things anymore. And also that in the church, the people who do stand up for that are so fired up about all the other injustices. And we have seen many. I understand that. And it, it makes me frustrated as I'll get out. But still, God did this incredible thing in the midst of all this, and we cannot 
we we cannot ignore that fact, and we have to rejoice in the fact that say, lives have been mm-hmm. saved. I don't know how many, but I'm sure many, many, many yes. have been saved. Yes, amen. I love your heart. I love your passion. All of you who are out there listening right now, we're with Jay Jackson of Apologetics, real gift of taking popular songs and communicating truth, truth about our nature and God, uh, breaking through the lies that say you're just a commodity, you're just a product, you're just a service, our unsurpassed identity as sons and daughters of God in Jesus Christ. And the beauty is that any sin that we've committed, which we've all continue by our own will, by our own free choice, even in spite of grace and the blood of the cross that pours into our lives, we still choose time and again against Christ, there's healing. And there's mercy and there's transformation, particularly in this area of abortion. So any of you, I know we share this, Jay, any of you who have made that decision and you're suffering, our hearts are with you. You're not alone. There are open arms and uh, our arms are there. And those of you thinking about it in that difficult situation, just want to repeat again, Stephanie and I, uh, our doors are wide open. We are here to support, uh, welcome you if need be into our own home to provide anything we possibly can. And as you hear this throughout the country, We will find places for you where you are loved and encouraged and nurtured. And this is the crowd, if you will. Uh, I like the phrase, Jesus never saw a crowd. He knew each person. He knew their hearts. He knew their minds. He knew their struggles. Um, But together we are a body of Christ. So maybe that's, that's the difference. A crowd versus the body of Christ is what we're called to be. And these circumstances post Dobbs where it turns locally, right? It turns to states. Brothers and sisters who profess Jesus, yes, it's tough. Yes, it's difficult, but God is inspiring us to be his arms outreach to others. So let's listen to this song right now. Can't Let the Crowd of My Head, a parody of Yellow Song, Cannot Get It Out of My Head. It's night of a father. I saw your own son's
awesome. I felt like I needed to ask you to skate with me, Greg. <laughs> I don't know how you get that big sound. I know. Oh, you go ahead. No, I mean that as a yeah. compliment. That's I was taking. Was that back. a Skate World like yeah. song that you remember? Yeah. More than even like uh, Diana Ross and. <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Why haven't you done Diana Ross? What is a woman, Jay? What is a man? Why aren't you crossing over? <laughs> okay, so... I'm a little bit too far well, we here. We have our daughters do stuff like that. So. Which, which is very cool. It is cool how you get a big sound and how technology allows um, you to capture a big sound without necessarily the original acoustic instruments and such. Very well done. But ELO's very a big... Well ba- I mean, that's a big sound. We, You know, today for ELO to pull off their original sound would be astronomical cost. To say it? Yes. So um, let's go back... To Yesteryear, a movie that many today's generation are not familiar with, but it was consequential in our day. Yes, it was. What do you remember about St. Elmo's Fire? It's funny you should say that because I knew that song was next and I was going to, I didn't know you were going to bring up that movie, but I was going to bring up that movie. Bring it up. I'll tell you what I remember about it. I remember that I watched it a few weeks ago with my daughter who is in college. I went to the Indiana University PA, IUP, and... My second daughter, Heather, is a junior there, and uh, the movie came out right after I completed my junior year. I saw it my senior year, and uh, and I, I loved them. I loved that movie and The Breakfast Club at the time. Mm. There are some unfortunate moments now when you look back, but you know, in the in the time they left a profound impact on me. Mm-hmm. I and and I saw Saint Elmo's Fire as I was a senior preparing to graduate, and so it. It was it resonated with me to use a Greg word uh, <laughs> because it's like, it, it resonated with me. It spoke to me because you know these guys had just finished college and were out in the real world, and I was about to finish college. Mm. And I remember um, watching it, and and you know the, the tagline on the posters were "It's their time on the edge." Mm. And I used to I used to talk to my roommate Lance and say, Lance. It's our time on the edge. <laughs> Lance, that movie changed my life. And he said, oh, my gosh, would you stop it? But, um, but, but it is, it was their time on the edge. And, and this song that we're going to do, this spoof of it, which is called Perseverance. It's a parody of Perseverance and John Parr, who did the, the oh, theme from Oh, didn't Lawrence, catch that. Is, is, oh, is, um, you just thought I was an atrocious speller. <laughs> just <laughs> odd, but I knew there was a meaning Parr, behind it. John Parr, who had also done that naughty, naughty song uh, earlier, uh, a year earlier, he comes out with this one, and uh, and it's their time on the edge. And as, as as believers, it's our time on the edge, just like these, you know, where where um, where we are, you know, it's St. Elmo's fire in the in the movie, you know, it's it's like an illusion. They called it St. Elmo's fire, and they said they were they were guiding their ships by this St. Elmo's fire. That's when Rob Lowe is explaining to. Demi Moore, and is there, it was it, it, the joke was on them. It wasn't even a really a fire. It was a, like a, it was an illusion. And the thing is, is is we are, are are along with all the saints who've gone before us. You know, we're we are saints of God. Um, we're we're following in their footsteps, mm-hmm. and they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. And this song will come right out of the gate, saying, you know, it names some of those people and to. And it, it says, a little tongue-in-cheek thing, it says, they're dead, as you'll recall. <laughs> but, but sometimes, when, when you feel estranged, you find you're not alone in the theater of pain. 
and it's talking, you know, thinking about the Colosseum and stuff. And, you know, it's a neat little thing that God did. I, th- those words kind of came to me. And then I thought, wait a minute. I remember when St. Elmo's Fire came out. I think that's about the same time as Theater of Pain by Motley Crue. And I looked it up. It was like, we were within a week of each other. It's just kind of like wow, a little, it rhymed, it came to me, and I'm just there. I wasn't even thinking. But but the fact is, 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 you know, there's a great cloud of witnesses. He, Hebrews, uh, the Epistle mm-hmm. of Hebrews talks about that. And, 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 and and we're just following in those footsteps, and they overcame, and they overcame. People will say say to me often, "Do you think we're in the last days?" And so I don't mm-hmm. know. I know we're one day closer now than we were yesterday. That's right. I know that we're. I know we're. He's. I know Jesus is coming back at the end of each and every one of our lives. Mm-hmm. So we got to be ready either way. But but I, but I also point out to people, it's like, look. Almost every generation has thought they were in the last generation, and it has gotten a, it has been a lot worse than other times than it is right now. Even though it seems awful, terrible right now, and maybe it will happen in our lifetime. I don't know, but the point is, is, is there have been terrible, terrible things, and people need to learn more mm-hmm. about uh, church history. They need to learn more about mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, world history. You know, just just the just the previous century. Mm-hmm. You see what happened in World War Two. Catastrophic. And what you know, and, and and what Stalin did, what Hitler did, you know, what what Mao did, what these people have done, what 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 has happened in some of the African uh, totalitarian governments and stuff, terrible, terrible mm-hmm. things. So you know, South America, all these places. So so we got need to keep that in perspective, mm-hmm. and our perspective should always be: look, if if God preserved His church, Jesus said, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail against mm-hmm. it. If God preserved His church, and 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 a, and a light through all these times. He's mm-hmm. going to do it again now, and we need to do that. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, I wanted to rally and cry, kind of a a, a song, and it just kind of it just came to me. And th- this song is very near and dear to my heart, as far as uh, just what it says. It's, it's it's the way I feel. Folks, you're tuning to Ignite Radio Live. We're so blessed to have an interview with the world-famous, beloved parody man, Jay Jackson. You can find these free tracks at Apologetics, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X dot com. The song is Perseverance, a little play on the uh, composer, John Parr, St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion.
Another absolutely amazing song from the world-famous beloved parody man to Greg and Stephanie and all of our listening audience, Jay Jackson, the I, Triumph. I, I might claim that one as my new favorite from Apologetics, Jay. I love oh, it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to listen to it again. It's so, powerful. Yeah, I got to ask you a technical question just because I'm going to. And fun. How, how do you navigate approximating the voice of so many unique musicians well being true to who you are well it just comes out um, sometimes better <laughs> than others uh, when i was a little kid i my thing actually was drawing was art okay and i that's why there's the one thing i was good at and i'd win the artist of the month contest and all the stuff you know at, at our local uh diocese or whatever and and um and trying to explain it to people is like, how can you draw that stuff? Like, well, I just, I just, that's what I see, and it comes out of my finger like that. In the same way, is that's what I hear, and it comes out of my throat like that. Certain artists are are super na- super supernatural, super dash natural. They're just very natural for me. And John Parr has a voice very similar to Lou Graham, a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think when that song first came out, I thought it was a Lou Graham hit or a wow, hit. very um, challenging voice, and, by the way. And that's well. That's one that's real natural for me to hmm. do, um, and so um, so it worked out. But Jim Morrison is too. But but uh, but so that one it was just like it was a pleasure to do it. Except at the very end, because he. It, it, one thing we found we've done a whole lot of eighty songs in the last few years is those eighty singers always would use the runoff at the very end of the song to like show off their pipes. Mm-hmm. Like, Why yes. couldn't they just have ended it ten seconds earlier? You're right. <laughs> that's so so funny i just this is totally unrelated but i'm gonna throw it in there anyway i saw someone um 
posted recently, why can I remember every single lyrics, every single lyric to all the 80s songs, but I can't remember why I walked into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That is, that is the same. Yes. Same here. Yes. And as we get older, more and more. So I want to take you back to the 80s. I lived in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, my beloved hometown. Much could be said about that. But I recall being at my best friend Rick Rioja's house, shout out, for my, actually it was my birthday party. They threw a surprise party for me. It was pretty awesome. Aww, and the young lady I happened to be dating at the time, Terry, gave me the gift of the cars with the song Drive on it. And uh, I didn't know much about the cars other than what was on the radio. I wouldn't say it was one of my top bands or anything like that, but that was, I think, a pretty remarkable album. And Rick is a really versatile writer, lyricist, Rick Ocasek. So tell us a little bit about your parody of this song, Drive. Sure. Um, well, the cars were a band I loved in the, in the 80s and in the late 70s. I just, I loved them. I remember when this album came out, Heartbeat City, that had uh, had Drive on it. That was the third single from the album. And we just loved, I mean, in fact, we liked Rick. Okay, so we used to walk around talking like him. And, um, <laughs> That's as we so fun. Folk, you know, like, and we called ourselves the Rick Click. And we go, hi, hi. You know, <laughs> each other we, we love, now Rick doesn't actually sing this song. Ben does. Ben Ben sings uh, some of their hits and Rick, Rick sings... Uh, Slightly more, but Ben sang on a, a number of their famous songs, and this was their biggest hit, uh, Drive. And um, I saw them on this tour. I remember I saw them in Pittsburgh, and uh, and um, I was disappointed because I loved the cars, but all they said was, how you doing, Pittsburgh? And good night, Pittsburgh. They said nothing between their shows, <laughs> their songs. And they're like, I could have stayed home and listened to the CDs. Also, mm. they opened with Hello Again, okay, which mm. is like perfect. And then they close with You're All I've Got Tonight. And everybody who listens to rock radio knows you have to play Bye Bye Love after You're mm. All I've Got Tonight. They're, they're a pair. It's like, we will rock you. We are the champions. And they didn't. And it's like, oh. look, you started with hello. You should end with bye bye. Absolutely. So I was a geek back then, too. And so um, <laughs> um, so all that to say this, we've done a lot of car songs. In fact, our brand new single we just released last night is another car song. It's about the the way my wife and I, I met, the way God brought us together. But this one was, uh, is the most recent one we did before that, and it's called Strive. And it's talking about just, uh, it's a companion piece, kind of to perseverance. And it's just basically a, a sobering sort of thing. It's like, you know, who's going to help you when it's too late? Who's going to tell you sin's not so great? You know, who, who's going to strive to hold the line? You know, if we don't do it, who, you know, look, okay. God doesn't need us, okay? Mm -hmm. I hate when I hear people say, he needs us mm -hmm. to do this. Look, I was just reading this morning in the gospel when Jesus says, look, if they, I tell you, if these were quiet, the rocks and stones would shout. So mm -hmm. he doesn't need us, but he does lead us, and he does want us and inspire us to do things. And look, if we don't do it, you'll find somebody else. Look in the book, in the book of Esther, right? And, mm -hmm. and she says, well, what am I supposed to do? He says, look, <laughs> salvation will rise up for the Jews Mm -hmm. from someone else if you don't do it so who who, who how do you know, that, you know who knows but perhaps you were for such a time you know you were you were um, i'm mangling it but you know what i'm saying yep. it's, for such it's a god time may have chosen yeah. you for this moment right now who's going to do it and we have to do it and i'll tell you what a couple years ago i took a stand in some of our newsletters and stuff and we lost some fans over mm -hmm. it and i hate talking about anything 
political or anything like that, because I'm not a political person. Mm -hmm. I just saw some things going on, and I thought, there is such rampant dishonesty in the media, and I just, I hate dishonesty. Mm -hmm. I, I prize truth. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, that, that I've navigated through my life without ever stretching the truth or whatever like that, but I just, I just hate lies. It's just so mm -hmm. hard counteract them it just, and 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 you know the father of lies is satan mm -hmm. you know and he comes to kill steal destroy and 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 so i just i just can't stand lies and somebody's got to stand up for truth and it's harder and harder in this country to do it and it's mm -hmm. just shocking to me to see that you know you guys are about the same age as i was we were raised to to believe you know to, to hear about the terrors of McCarthyism in the 50s and how this is so terrible. They blackballed people. They did all these things, you know, and, and, and these people were just trying to speak their mind. And the very same people who taught us this and ingrained it in our head that this is wrong to do this, and they're, they're, they're correct, it was wrong to do that. Those are the same people who are doing it now. Yep. They are exact doing, turning same thing. it around. Yep. Just like Jesus. You know, Jesus talks about hypocrites. You know, again and again, you, you Pharisees and scribes, you build the tombs of the, the prophets. And, and, and you test, you know, you say, if we had been there, we wouldn't have done what our fathers did. But your very words say that you you are the sons of the ones who murdered the prophets. And and that's how I feel. It's just it just makes me so frustrated. You mm. can't speak the truth, mm. and and the ultimate truth, of course, is the way, the truth, mm. and the life. And they're, they're, they'll come after anybody who 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 ascribes who subscribes to his teaching and mm -hmm. ascribes to be more like him. So good, folks. You are tuned into Ignite Radio Live. Find out more of these awesome programs at IgniteRadioLive.com. But we're with Jay Jackson of the world-famous parody band Apologetics. You can find their tracks and download them for free, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com. The song is Strive, a parody of the car's drive. Who's gonna help you win? It's Who's gonna tell you sins not so great? We can't go on thinking stuff that's wrong. But now, who's gonna strive to hold the line? It's, gosh, another great one. I, my brothers were huge fans of the Cars, so it was taking me back in my mind to those moments listening to their CDs and such. Um, so well done. I got. I just have to say it. Thank you, Jay. I mean, you and your band, Apologetics. Again, O P. I'll let Greg spell it since he's the speller here. O P. O. A P. Maybe. O. <laughs> See, like school I said. teacher, homeschooling mom. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. A P O L O G E T I X dot org dot com. Dot com. See, we're gonna mess it up. See, 
we're we're helping each other. Well, I'm out chill, here. man. No, that song. That, I'm just in a chill yeah. mood. You don't, but you know, just, you don't need to smoke pot when you've got really awesome mellow <laughs> songs like that. There are which other I've never reasons. Done, by the way, there are also other reasons not to smoke pot. But just, I just want to give thanks to God for inspiring you guys and for you guys to responding, for responding to the promptings of this beautiful, truly a ministry, right? And um, as Greg started the show, just baptizing the culture, baptizing things with the word and. Just so, so good. I was reading a reflection recently um, in our church year. They've begun the um, the first readings are from Genesis. Mm. And um, the reflection spoke of um, how the three things in the very beginning were spirit, word, and light. And I've, listening to these songs and hearing your passionate words and your challenges and inspirations, like I feel like all three of those are present. And that's when true creation is born right you have you have the spirit the word and light and we need those today more than ever so fleetwood mac just fleetwood mac it it evokes for those who lived in the 70s just i think a, a profound respect and regard uh musical expression um and a number of them landslide right a classical song that really conveys the brokenness of relationship and marriage and family and that sort of thing i think she was dating one of the band members you would know that better than i but uh tell us about this final song we're going to take up yeah this one uh you know i grew up as you did with fleetwood mac I had the rumors album that this one came from with the biggest album of all time at the time, and then uh, Saturday Night Fever came right around the corner and uh, it kind of knocked it off that perch, but it was just enormous. First album ever to have four top ten hits, and this was one of them. Um, I remember uh, this song, I, I never could figure out Lin- Lindsey Buckingham, the, the, the guitarist, the guy, you know, Stevie's former lover, he sings, and, and Christine McVie, the keyboardist who recently passed, she, she mm. sings also, um, and their, their voices blended so well that when I was a kid, I never noticed it's, it's two people singing the song, taking turns. Lindsay, mm. Lindsay sings the first verse, and then she joins them, and then she sings the second verse, and then he joins her. And it's just such an uplifting thing. Of course, it was used by the Clinton campaign in the mm-hmm. 90s, you know, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. And, and I got the idea a few years ago for, you know, don't scoff, he could come back tomorrow. You know, Peter says that in, in his thing. He says, on the last day, scoffers will come, saying, where is the promise of his coming? Ever mm. since the, the beginning of things, everything goes on the same way. And he says, they willingly forget that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. And he says, God is not slow as we count slowness, but he's patient. He wants no, He doesn't want anybody to perish. And that's the reason why he's waiting. But sooner or later, he will come back. Peter Peter says that too. But um, on this song, the female voice is uh, Keith Haney. Not Keith Haney. It's his daughter. Hmm. Keith Haney's our bass player, and he has two daughters, Sarah and Abby. His younger daughter, Abby. Um, she's the same age as my oldest daughter, and um, and this was. Uh, she sings. She has such a nice, clear voice. It sings like a you know, rings like a bell. Sings like hmm. a bird, and. Uh, she, she does the female voice that you're hearing. She just did a wonderful job, and, uh, and that's the, the gist of it. I got the idea for it that don't scoff. He could come back tomorrow a few years beforehand. I thought, i got to do something with this. So just stuck it in there, waiting for his proper time, and we released it uh, about this time last year. Awesome, and thanks for uh, reclaiming it from the Clinton campaign. <laughs> mm, indeed. 
Folks, so blessed you are tuned in. Before we land with this really moving song, this parody of Fleetwood Mac's song, Don't Stop, just want to thank you, Jay, for being with us tonight and just, again, sharing your great gift of baptizing the world. Folks, the four transcendentals, the good, beautiful, true, and one, they're all attributes of God, but it's beauty, it's art that is the doorway to the heart of the Father and God really wants to communicate that beauty through us. So as you're listening to this, maybe consider the question, what is the beauty that God is calling you? Is it writing? Is it paint? Is it music? Uh, Telling stories? We're all called to be instruments of that beauty. And I'm so uh, grateful to you, Jay, and the entire band, the whole group, uh, for just availing to God, writing his message through you and drawing others to his heart. Folks, check us out at igniteradiolive.com. We're always grateful for your partnership. So check out that partnership tab. Let's conclude tonight (laughs) with this great parody of a great song Don't Scoff again by Jay Jackson and Apologetics until next time God God bless you. you